0: Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. My guest today is Michelle Cardinal, the CEO and co-founder of Rain, an advertising agency based here in Portland. Really enjoyed my conversation with Michelle. Uh, We talked about a lot of their focuses on e-commerce and helping uh, direct-to-consumer brands and how that's evolved, especially during the time of... COVID, how that's accelerated. Uh, also really enjoy talking about just the advertising business and how that's changing and what that means for the future of that business and people working in advertising. So again, enjoyed my conversation with Michelle. Hope you do too. So please welcome Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Thanks for joining the podcast.
1: Thank you. Nice to yeah. be here.
0: So i um, I, have, I was telling you before we recorded, I have a really personal interest in direct to consumer, D2C brands, D2C branding. I think this is uh, an incredible time for that world, right? So we'll get into that. But I, I want to start for folks that don't know you and about your agency. If you don't mind giving a little overview of uh, who you are, I know it's a, a big question, but if you don't mind doing that, that'd be great.
1: Sure. Well, uh, Rain, the growth agency, we're based in Portland, Oregon, and we've actually been in business, our, we're going on our 22nd year. Wow. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know, it makes me feel a little old when I say that, but uh, for people in Portland, because um, we're based in Portland, um, we just rebranded in the new year from uh, the RTC group, and oh, okay. so yeah. now we're Rain and uh, that's a pretty obvious uh, rebranding for obvious reasons. Uh, The growth agency, because we do direct marketing and we um, practice what we call transactional brand building, which is that we build brands. And a lot of our clients are brands that you've heard of, um, mostly because of the work that we're we're doing for them. But uh, we're based in Portland. We have offices in Oakland, California, Uh, Right outside of Philadelphia in a little town called Westchester. Um, We also have an operation in Providence, Rhode Island. So we're we're all over the country. We're national.
0: And you're one of the co-founders of the agency. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I'm one of the co-founders along with my husband, Tim O'Leary. We both had uh, two agencies that we merged together in 2005. So,
0: oh wow! Well, I love to hear stories when companies have been around uh, a while. I didn't realize it was been 20 years. So, uh, you've been in the, the the agency game for a while. I know it's it's changed a lot. And what? Tell me about the rebranding. Was that just something kind of organic you'd been planning, or what was kind of behind that?
1: Yeah, the, the branding. So the original, when I first started the company in 1998, we were a media only company and it was called C-Media, okay. Cardinal Media. And we had real growth right out the gate, did very well. Then Tim and I, my husband, Tim, uh, decided we were going to merge our companies and that company was Respond2. So okay. we took Respond2 and C-Media and we merged them into the R2C group. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward, R2C group, Tough name to say, tough name to remember. Uh, Cobbler's daughter has no shoes kind of story. And over the years, I knew that rebranding would be a good idea. I just didn't have the wherewithal to do it. I didn't have the patience. And then I would say last year... I mean, the company has changed so much in, I would say, the last seven to eight years in terms of what we do, the services that we provide. And we've just had tremendous, great success working with e-commerce brands and helping them grow that we finally said, okay, we're going to get this done. And it took us about a year to do it, and we went through a very lengthy process to to choose the name, but we landed on Rain. And it's been a huge success. We went on a big road tour, luckily before COVID happened. I went to see every single client all over the country and presented what we were doing, talked about why we were changing the name, and it's just worked out really well for us.
0: So you mentioned, you know, you've evolved as far as the services you provide and uh, I'm interested in that. So, can you tell me how that has specifically to e-commerce? I mean, obviously, e-commerce yeah. is, is changing day to day. but Oh, like hear about
1: what that. an exciting time it is! I mean, I know it's crazy. This whole COVID thing's crazy, but it's also been a very exciting time to me in media. Mm. We originally started as a television, a primarily a television agency, and we still do quite a bit of television linear broadcast work. Okay but we've also evolved into a full service agency. So we're um, fully integrated across all channels Our, you know, second biggest channel is search um, and social media. So we provide clients with a full, um, what we say in the ad business, AOR agency of record where we manage all their various channels and it's not just media, it's also creative. So it's, creative production, media planning, media buying, research, analytics, the full boat.
0: Yeah. And so during COVID, um, are you seeing a lot of, I mean, I always think the budget shifting more to straight direct consumer. Are you working with any new brands or that have just totally neglected yes. their e-commerce
1: channel? Like what's, what's the, what's Oh most? my gosh. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, I'm going to shout out right now for uh, my Ufos client. If you have not heard of this brand, you will shortly. Uh, they are a uh, shoe company, actually, that was started by a bunch of ex-Nike executives, actually. Okay. And, it's, yeah, it's based in Braintree, Massachusetts, right outside of Boston. And that product is a uh, – it's somewhat of a – it's a category. It's an interesting emerging category. It's called Recovery. And what they are, are these like incredibly comfortable shoes that you wear after you've worked out. So the, the target is really athletes yeah. who um, need to recover after, after their tough workouts and they, the various different shoes that they sell, I mean, it's everything from slip-ons to these really cool flip-flops to um, just sh- like regular shoes and boots too. They're launching a new line of boots. So they're super cool looking and really comfortable. And, um, you know, they primarily had their distribution through REI and the retail um, mm-hmm. distribution. And they're building their direct marketing channel. But when COVID hit, it was a complete pivot because you know, the retail sales literally fell off a cliff mm-hmm. and, uh, Steve Gallo, who is the president of the company, uh, you know, we were just living and breathing it with them every single day with every client. I've been calling it media triage, <laughs> you know, cause it's like one day, you know, they're in business and the next day their doors are shut. What do they do? Yeah. And so I think they're a great example of a brand that just completely pivoted and, uh, they've got a real strong direct marketing practice now
0: and so they're finding success and and doing this oh great COVID? success yeah great hmm. success
1: and you know that's a great example of a client that really understands the importance of multiple channels and yeah. and, and and you know working within multiple channels so they've got a very strong social media presence mm-hmm. and we just recently put them up on national television and mm-hmm. uh that's been a huge boom for them. tv
0: business. still works
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're kidding. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, well,
1: <laughs> the demise of television is greatly to- exaggerated.
0: Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I still watch my fear. And it's funny, my five year old, we only let him watch linear TV. So really? it's not like not on demand. It has to be like PBS kids when it's on, he's never used an iPad. So we're like totally old school. Maybe he'll be behind and, uh, but it's, it's,
1: it's Oh, I anymore. think you're okay with PBS broadcasting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how has this been for you? Uh, I always like to ask as someone who runs a business, you know, specifically in media and specifically in the agency world as it's, it's changed a lot. Um, and it's accelerated, I guess is probably the best term to use. Um, Mm-hmm. how's it been for you? And, and, and let's focus on maybe like just the virtual stuff of team and, and interaction with your team. I'm, I'm curious yeah. to see if that's been pretty fluid.
1: Well, the first, the shock of it, you know, we we had been planning for what we call the great Northwest disaster, right? Cause if you live in the Pacific Northwest, there's always this conversation about this big earthquake that's yeah. going to happen. So about seven years ago, we put a um, a team together and a whole plan for you know, what happens if there's this huge earthquake from a technology standpoint and a, um, you know, workflow standpoint, like what happens? And so right. we put all this technology in place so that we could shift work to all the various offices. And that re- that requires people to work remote too, right? So fast forward, this thing starts to go down in March and we have an executive meeting and, and my president, Jane Kristen, came to me and she said, Michelle, this is, this is happening so fast. Like, I think we're going to have to close the office this week. And mm. I said, well, no, we, you know, we can't do that. And she's like, I think, I think we're ready. And I, I said, I don't know. I, I, and then by, you know, the next morning we had to do it because all the schools in Portland closed. Yeah. So we literally within 24 hours had 240 employees working remote. Wow. And I have to say it worked very well. I was completely shocked, <laughs> you know, because it's not just, Dealing with clients Which you know In itself of course Is an issue But you know You've got your laptops And whatnot. Yeah. It's all the The other pieces Of the business There's There's technology There's tracking There's um, Getting all the data Into the system Because everything We do is analytics yeah. Then there's also The creative side of it How do you get The creative To the networks To the stations All the content Delivered on time That's a very kind of Somewhat manual process In some, some respects mm-hmm. But they were able to, you know, my whole team was able to get everything offline and, um, even down to duplication, which kind of shocked me because, um, a lot of that duplication that happens actually happens in the studio, Okay. but we had edit editors who actually had their own avids at home. And so we just shifted all of our work to the editor's home equipment and that worked pretty smoothly. So I would say our biggest issue were chairs. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> for the people, people
1: at home. Hate, yeah. hated their home chairs. They wanted their air on chairs, and yeah. so we said, "Okay, we set up a schedule where people could go to the office and get in the, their monitors. They wanted bigger monitors, so <laughs>
0: small stuff." But right? it was
1: great. It was great, well, and I'm, for me personally, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I it was I was nonstop nonstop um, Zoom calls nonstop management co- calls we had a manager meeting every single day for the first three months wow. every single day and just to talk about what was happening to make sure we were on top of things we could make decisions very quickly and um, you know then I was meeting with the staff I would say I've had more contact with my staff in the last six months than I have in probably 20 years of doing business, (laughs) maybe, maybe the first few years because when it was small, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm meeting people that I've never actually talked to before because you, maybe they were in a different office and I didn't have a chance to really meet them physically. So So zoom has been great.
0: Yes. You doubled it. What's some of the feedback? I mean, now that we're five months into this um, as far as are people missing like being around each other, because I just talked to someone who's a who's a very high, uh, high-profile executive at a big company in town, and who's I asked him, I said, "You know, not to generalize between generations, like what's who's it harder on?" He said, "Interesting, it's easiest on people who are like five years from being done with their career. The younger generation, they want to, you know, be around people. They want to um, get that feeling of being a part of something, and so it's." I thought it would be the reverse, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, what's your...
1: Oh, I would agree with that. I think the older people are pretty happy in their nice, comfortable houses with <laughs> their yards and, uh, you know, access to their Peloton or whatever it is. Right. Um, I would say it's hardest on the people with children yeah. without daycare and they're just trying to juggle it and it's super stressful. And we've done our best. We've really worked with our people to try to make it as easy on them as possible. Um, and then I would also say the really, really young people that are like sharing um, like they have roommates, mm-hmm. that that's a bit of a problem just cause it's like a space thing. Yeah. But we did a survey and we, we surveyed every employee and asked them, you know, what their preference was. And, but we, we qualified it. We said, look, it's not going to be the way it was. I mean, even if we do end up back in the office, you're going to have to probably wear a mask until there's a vaccine. We're going to have to have all this social distancing. We're going to have to really change things around. So the consensus was that, you know, 98% of the people said we're fine working from home until there's a vaccine. So
0: Wow. as so I assume that's what you're going to do.
1: That's what we're doing. Yeah. We yeah. don't have any plans to go back soon. I mean, we want to go back. And so yeah. we've kept all of our offices and we've got everything operating and whatnot. And we'll, we will go back, but I don't think it will be the same. I think now we've proven we can work remote yeah. and we're hiring right now. We're recruiting. So that's opened up our recruiting aperture uh, that we can now recruit outside of, you know, our home base, which is kind of nice.
0: And another challenge I see of this and get your thoughts on this is when you do hire people, um, usually when we go to this virtual, we have some context because we've met them in person before we've hung out with them, but when someone you never have, it's hard, it's hard on those people like the onboarding and you don't have oh, the yeah. context of, you know, I know Michelle's body language, uh, and some these people don't right if you've never met in person. So, I mean, what's, what's your thoughts? We
1: on call you? them COVID hires and we have a few, <laughs> uh, and we are really close with them. We're having, um, one-on-one meetings with them to make sure that they're good. But all the reports I've got back of they're super stoked. Like yeah. they're happy to, a, to have a job. Right. Cause I'm sure you've been following the ad industry is having a real tough time right now. Yeah. So I think yeah. we're an anomaly because yeah. of um, the sector that we, mm-hmm. that we service. Mm-hmm. Um, but layoffs, um, furloughs, mm-hmm. pay cuts, that's happening in the ad industry. I think there was just a recent study down by um, Forrester that said there are going to be 52,000 jobs lost in the ad industry and most of those are not going to come back.
0: Yeah, it's a bummer. And so uh, there'll be a lot of consolidation, I would think, especially on small to mid-sized agencies, right?
1: Yeah, especially the bigger ones. The big networks are really having a hard time right now.
0: Right. They kind of went overboard of gobbling up all these <laughs> agencies. Now it's coming back for them, right? Not as Yep. New. So, mm-hmm. um, well, let's talk about Portland a little bit. Yeah. Um, I love that you're you're you know it's your headquarters here, you've been here. You've seen a lot of growth in Portland over the past 20 years. Um mm-hmm. in in terms of business uh in the growth here, what have been some pros for your business, but still the challenge you know, the challenges we have. And we have yeah both. We have we have some great upside, but you know, we're still a mid market town. So just as yeah. who runs a business.
1: Uh well, I love port I mean, Portland is everything to me. Um, super loyal to Portland. I owe a lot of our success to Portland. And what's good about it is that you don't actually have the turnover of the major markets. I mean, people come, they stay, they're loyal. Um, so I think our, you know, average employee tenure is like, I don't know, some crazy number, like 10 years or something like that. but, oh um, wow. Recruiting to Portland has been somewhat of a challenge. It just kind of depends. You know, I would say our hit rate has gotten a lot better as we've really gotten better at hiring to our culture. Okay. Um, but I have recruited quite a few people into the Portland market. And they could come from New York and San Francisco and some of the major markets. And, of course, they love it because mm. it's such a livable city. And um, it's beautiful and it's affordable comparatively to mm-hmm. where they were. Mm-hmm. Um, the recent issues, you know, with with what's been happening, you know, with the protests and whatnot, I really think, you know, people understand that. I haven't seen that as a challenge. They just see it as the natural order of things. I mean, there's stuff happening all around the country. Right. I also think that people understand that it's, um, you know, there's a lot of politics at play here. Yeah. And that's what I think makes Portland so interesting is that we're not a type of place you can come in and push around. Like, I think yeah. that's a positive thing. Totally. Uh, and that we have um, values and we stand up for our values and we're, you know, we're outspoken about the way we think about progressive things. So yeah. to me, it's fine. I had someone on my board who's, you know, more on the conservative side of things said okay. sent me a message when um, the height of the, the news around Portland was happening. He said, Oh, do you, you know, think this is going to affect our, our recruiting. And I said, yeah, I think it's going to help. <laughs>
0: huh. I love that perspective. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We're in a creative industry. People right? love it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How has it been for you? Just personally, I like to ask as someone who has 240 employees, they're all your kids. Right. How's it been for you doing this transition? Like you said, you're checking in with people probably a lot more.
1: Yeah. Um, how's it just been for you as a leader? It's fun. I have to admit it's been fun. I, I am definitely working more. There's no doubt about it just cause there's only so much time in the day and yeah. it's like jam packed. Um, but I'm not traveling. And right. so prior to now I would be on the road a lot. Like before COVID I was on the road pretty much the whole month of December, January, February. Wow. And I was all over the country, you know? And so now what, boom, it it no longer is that I have to get on a plane and meet a client. Like I just came from this call to meeting, um, a new client that just came on board for one of our biggest clients Mm -hmm. and she's the head of new head of marketing. Mm -hmm. And I got to meet her on zoom. Mm -hmm. Normally I would have to get on a plane and fly to Louisville, Kentucky to meet her, you know? So it's for me, I can't complain. It's, it's, it's kind of given me a, a little bit better lifestyle because I'm not in on airplanes.
0: I am with you. And I'm always, I'm, you know, the business travel thing. A lot of the times I would fly out. Uh, if I did have a a client I do some, you know, consulting on the side, it'd be like, just for that one person. Now it's like, I have young kids. I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not doing that. Right. There's an expectation now saying we can just do this virtually. So, yeah.
1: Now, I talked to some of the younger people that worked for me yesterday who have kids and they're more on the sales side. Uh I would consider myself a salesperson, you know, Uh Um, but I don't have children. And uh, she has kids, but she said she misses the travel. And I said, oh, (laughs) yeah. And I said, oh, good. That's good because you know, when things come back, we're going to still need people to travel, you right. know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be doing it anymore though.
0: Right. It'd be the people with the kids like me. Yes, yeah, like, it is nice to have a little break yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, well, what's next for, for rain? What's next for the agency as far as growth or I'm, I'm curious and um, yeah. not to pack on the questions, but I, I want to get to also just like the ecosystem of agencies in Portland and yeah. the camaraderie. And it, yeah. it doesn't feel like it's more it's super competitive here i mean there's yeah. competition but you're still you know you you're kind of there's an ecosystem where people yeah. are frenemies kind of thing
1: <laughs> yeah and we have a niche too so
0: yeah.
1: um what's next for rain rain is we're in a growth spurt right now we're hiring and we're also looking to really diversify and bring in more diversity which you know in portland's not an easy thing to do But now that we have opened up the Aperture nationally, Mm -hmm. that's going to be super helpful. So we've got some open positions um, on the creative side. Mm. Um, We would love more diversity there. Um, And, you know, from a um, technology standpoint, we're always investing in technology. I don't know if um, Tatiana explained this to you, but... I also have another company called Levend that is a technology company. And essentially, it's ad tech, basically. And what we did was we took all that technology um, and platforms and um, modeling. Uh, platforms and we put them into that company, and so that company has launched and it's it's doing pretty well. It took a little bit of a hit during COVID because no one's looking to do um, make changes now to right. you know the, the, what they're using in terms of ad tech. But essentially, what we do is media mix modeling.
0: Okay, yeah, and
1: we've got some really amazing tools that are like a lot less expensive. They're more actionable and they're faster, and so we're spending some time on that and we'll be doing more marketing around that to try to get those tools a bit more ubiquitous in use. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're just, we're growing. And I, I think it's, um you know, it's all about talent. It's just mm. recruiting the right talent mm-hmm. for our culture because we have mm-hmm. kind of a, I think we have a unique culture.
0: Well, what is your culture? You've mentioned that a couple of times. I'm curious, like what, uh, what would you say about it? I'm curious.
1: Well, the first thing is it's a woman run company. So mm-hmm. Three of the top executives are women. Uh-huh. Uh, myself, uh, Jane Christen, who's our president, and Sue Collins, who is our chief client officer. Uh, and then we've got one dude, Dave <laughs> Maher, who's our CFO, and he's fabulous and puts up with us. And, um So I think we approach things differently. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head um, the percentage, but the percentage of advertising agencies that are run by women are pretty small. I think they're in the single digits. Yeah, Wow. So right there, that's different. Um, We lead with more of a nurturing kind of environment. Uh, While certainly it is important for us to grow and we do like to um, make money, that's not our number one priority. Our number one priority is the doing good work and having, you know, I I mean, it sounds crazy to say this, but I want people to enjoy what they do because the advertising industry is not an industry for everybody. I mean, you work a lot of long hours. It's Mm -hmm. very stressful. You're dealing with millions of dollars of other people's money. Sometimes you make mistakes and, and I think that can sometimes breed a culture that is, um, uh, not very pleasant mm-hmm. can be toxic.
0: Yeah. Yep. Right. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Right.
1: You know, yeah. you come from this industry, you know, right.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I used to, I was more on the event marketing side and I would travel a lot. I work with some very big agencies and I would yeah. see, see some uh, interesting things and especially, yeah. you know, to be very frank, a lot of the advertising agency and thankfully it is changing and kudos to you leading the way is it was very broy. Right. A lot of it was. And especially in the early days of the ad tech um, kind of thing. So I love to hear that you have an ad tech company too. And uh, that's great.
1: And it's, and it's also run by a woman. Her, her name is Sarah Mm Morthy, and she's our president. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's not like I planned it that way. It just kind of happened. Um, But yeah, it's very bro-y. I mean, I think the Me Too movement couldn't come soon enough Mm -hmm. for this industry. Uh, and you know, I wouldn't wish any problems on anybody cause Lord knows, you know, there, there are situations that happen, but, but I would just say that our culture is not that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's, I, I think we, we care. We do a lot of, um, volunteer work. We're very involved in the homeless situation in Portland. I sit on the board of central city concern. We do a lot of pro bono work for them. Mm -hmm. We are involved in the environmental work. We work with the freshwater trust, which is also another Portland uh, nonprofit. We do anything around that. And then, you know, just, you Mm -hmm. know, I think just to be good citizens, to be a good part of the community.
0: Yeah. I love, and that's very much Portland. Right. And that's what I love about companies that come here or are founded here. Um, that's kind of an expectation maybe a little bit. Yeah. makes us unique. I think so. So.
1: Yeah. We're not perfect. There's many things we could do better, but we are open. I mean, it's just like a small thing, but we have this anonymous box that you can put, anyone can put a, a question in there and then we have our company meetings every, uh, three months Uh and Jane and I get up and do this dog and pony show. And then at the end we, we read the questions out loud and no question is off limits. My only request is that we keep it productive and, and you know, and, and nice, you know, but no questions off limits. And some of the questions that come up are hilarious, but I tell people every time. And then I also do these new um, employee meetings where I would have lunch, but now it's a zoom thing. And same thing. No question is off you can ask me anything. You can ask me a personal question. You can ask me about the business and I will answer it honestly and transparent.
0: That's great. I love that. Well, Michelle, thanks so much for hopping on the podcast and I'm looking forward to kind of staying connected and learn about your growth. And I love to hear your hiring. So um, this, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can I do a plug for one more thing? Yeah, you bet. Um, so I'm wearing this t-shirt, She Scales. And what this is, is a marketing accelerator that I started about a year and a half ago and it's for women-owned businesses. And so what we realized through my work with... Um, A lot of the women's groups that I'm in is that you have a lot of really amazing companies out there started by women, but they don't have access to the funding. They don't have access to the resources and the networks that males do. You know, it's just kind of a fact. So we started this and uh, essentially what we do is take on a couple of companies a year that are founded by women and we basically mentor them. Hmm. and we give them access to the resources of the agency. It could be brand planning. It could be media planning. It could be creative. Wow. And we help them scale. Like, that's the goal. And awesome. the hope is that we'll have, you know, five or ten companies in the next, you know, ten years that are, you know, that you'll know about They'll, yeah. that will help make famous. So that's another thing that we have on the side. that And everyone loves working on these extra projects because yeah. they're
0: fun. And is it Wizard? Do you have a separate site for that? she scales.com. Okay, great. Now that's, um, I'll go check it out. That's, that's amazing. So
1: yeah, the new sites going up in like the next week. So wait a few days, but we have a whole new website coming up.
0: Awesome. Well, Michelle, thanks so much.
1: Thanks for including me.
0: The PDX executive podcast is a production of that cast, a Portland, Oregon podcast agency that partners with brands to create custom podcasts. You can learn more at thatcast.com. And please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast as well.